welcome to uh, not, we're actually past episode 50, we're episode 51, we've uh, started our march towards episode 100 of the Have a Little Hubble Travel podcast. I am your co-host, Kevin Allen, uh, with me as always. Catherine Talkbox, we're with Hawaii Magazine. Thanks for uh, listening. And please, we don't do shout-outs like that, by the we way. We don't. No, we don't. No. Uh, I feel like we don't appreciate, you know, we got to show more appreciation towards our listeners. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you're not subscribed, um, please subscribe to us on um, iTunes or even Spotify, anywhere. Um, you know, subscribers really help us and they kind of help, um, you know, keep us going, I guess, in a sense. Um, yep. So we definitely really it's appreciate true. all of that. Hey, Kat, do I need a haircut, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention it earlier that your hair looks so whack. <laughs> yeah. For Sorry for the audio listeners, but my hair has grown out quite a bit. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of getting there. It's getting a little froey. Little little my my curls start I, coming in when it gets this long. I feel like you just cut your hair, but then again, you've probably had about like 14 different hairstyles during COVID. So I would say just... so. My hair grows very quickly. I cut my hair in December. Quite short. Or no, maybe it was October or November-ish. No, it was later than that because you practically shaved your head, right? Wasn't yeah. it like you shaved parts of your head to kind of frohawk it? Yeah, it was very shaved. Um, but it's it's uh, relentless. And it's getting hot again in Hawaii. Uh, if you're not here, we had a, a couple cold weeks. Um, but it is once again returning to our, our balmy tropical weather. Um, you know, I think uh, we should get into the episode. I think uh, this week's episode, we kind of wanted... Or we do these every once in a while. We'll do like a Q&A question and answer. Um, we get a lot of emails and just questions on Facebook and Instagram from our readers and our listeners. Um, and, you know, they just want to know general stuff about Hawaii. Um, the, the, the questions are, you know, nowhere specific. Although we do have a, um, a weekly Ask Hawaii where we also do a Q&A um, where we, we, we take readers' questions and stuff. And you can find that on our Instagram page at Hawaii Magazine, but I thought we would just dedicate a whole a whole podcast to some questions that have been asked by a lot of people um, and some more individual questions. Um, so just to start things off, um, Kat, we get this question a lot. A lot. Um, a lot. We get this question a lot from a lot of different people, so I'm not assigning a, a particular individual to it. It's, uh, you know, why our subscribers are getting Honolulu Magazine now. Um, yeah, so I can talk about that a little bit. I mean, I guess I should since I'm the editor. Um, so, a lot. Okay, so people who I think starting a couple of months ago began receiving Honolulu Magazine, which is our sister publication. We're all part of um, one company called IO Media, and Honolulu Magazine is our city regional publication. Essentially, it's geared toward. Um, you know, the residents who live here, it's very Oahu specific. I used to write for them. I was their food and dining editor. For a long time. Um, yeah, for a while. And um, yeah, and it may come as a surprise to some people. So all Hawaii Magazine subscribers should have received a letter from us or some kind of notification explaining that the print of Hawaii Magazine is on what we're calling a hiatus. Um, so you, as everybody knows, um, COVID-19 has affected um, tourism industries everywhere. It's not just here. It's a global pandemic. And so it has affected our, 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 um, our advertisers. And, you know, we don't have much in the way of tourism, especially in the beginning days of, of COVID. So as our tourism economy is sort of coming back up, 
Um, we're hoping that that will also mean that our magazine will be back to print. So we're not saying that our print is gone. We're just saying it's on a hiatus. And we are hoping to um, get back to print soon. So if you are not happy um, with Honolulu Magazine or you have a comment or question about your subscription, you can email help at hawaiimagazine.com, probably the best email to send emails to. And don't call us because a lot of us are not in the office. I'm yeah. just saying that because I know I have a lot of messages at work and um, I'm not there. So none of us are in the office. So please email help at hawaiimagazine.com and, and let us know. I think that might be, yeah, the best bet, especially because our circulation department is also, also a bit overloaded uh, with calls and stuff. So you might not immediately get an answer there. But I think, yeah, the email is a good way to go. And also give one of the magazine a try. You are getting it as part of the subscription with us. And we're still and, in it. Huh? We're still in it. Yeah, we are. We, we've had um, article, we've contributed articles to um, Honolulu Magazine. And also, I mean, it's really a, a real insider's look at um, the islands. I know some some of you have said it's a little bit too insidery because it's information that is not relevant to you as travelers. But, you know, if you really want to get to know what's going on in Hawaii and feel the, the true pulse of the islands, I mean, Honolulu Magazine is a great a great option. So give it a chance, you know, don't just ditch it, like give it a chance. But we understand if you are looking for a travel specific content, you won't find it there. So yeah. And I mean, if you're if you do have or if you're planning to go to Oahu, I mean, I feel like you're right, Honolulu is, is a really a great resource for like, um, kind of if you don't want to go to just the very visitor friendly locations, you know, um, mm -hmm. and you want to kind of find something that, you know, might be unique uh, to you or um, you know, that's it's a really great resource for that because their writers and staff are always kind of on the lookout for new exciting spots opening up on Oahu, right. uh, restaurants, right. bars, you know, activities even. It's it's all great. What this does mean, though, that we're on a print hiatus is that we are devoting a lot of attention to our digital products. So if you check out hawaiimagazine.com, we've transitioned to a new website. It's a whole new look and design. We've um, unearth a lot of old stories that um, have a lot of relevance now and that are timely and evergreen and interesting. And Kevin and I are writing a lot more than we used to for digital. We're obviously doing the podcast, we're doing more videos. So you'll notice that we have a much more robust digital um, platform. So please check it out there too. You can find everything that we would have put in the magazine. It's on our website. Yeah. So yeah. check that out. So I hope that helps. Moving on. Um, this is kind of another question that we get all the time uh, from everybody. Um, you know, we get a lot of people saying, oh, I'm coming to Hawaii in, in May or I'm planning to visit in the summertime or even I'm coming in a couple of weeks. You know, what are some of the current lockdown restrictions you guys have going on or is it safe to travel? I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of questions regarding the whole COVID-19 situation here um, as there is everywhere. But I think just in general, people are kind of uh, confused on still, yeah, like what is what is some of the restrictions traveling to Hawaii? And it's yeah. it's confusing. I don't blame it you. Confusing because it's, every county is different. Yep. So it's confusing. I mean, by and large, okay, for the most updated information on traveling to Hawaii during the pandemic, go to hawaiicovid19.com backslash travel. And this is the state's official covid response and that's specifically to travel that'll be in the show travel. notes if you want to find it there yeah, it'll be there show notes. 
Um, and we do have a travel alert on our website too. It's at the very top in a blue bar. And we, we post the most up-to-date, um, the best that we can, because it is confusing and it does change often. It does. Um, but it does. I think in general, you need um, a negative COVID test before you can travel to the islands without the 10-day mandatory self-quarantine. That you got 72 um, hours before flying. Correct. And then when you're here, it's a little different, like inner island travel, um, like Correct. Hawaii is probably the most difficult to get to, although now they have a, res a, a resort bubble program. You can also, if you're in the islands for 72 hours and then decide to travel, um, you can do that. And then the big question that I've heard coming up is whether um, Hawaii is open to those who are vaccinated or can prove they have the vaccine um, to travel here without quarantine. And that hasn't been decided yet. So no, I know in a not. lot of other locales it has been, but here... Um, I think they're waiting for us to get from like to, to, from tier two to tier three or something. They're waiting for that migration. And then the state just hasn't made a determination yet. So, yeah, it's a lot it's to a consider. Lot. Um, you know, and I think if you're a visitor traveling here and you're just kind of wondering, like, well, is everything open? You know, like, will I have a good experience traveling to Hawaii or are you guys still shut down? I think for the most part, you know, a lot of, a lot of places are open and kind of accepting, you know, visitors and, and customers. Again, a lot of places do have modified hours. Some might not be open, you know, as long or as late as normal, but um, I think for the most part, you know, you can come to Hawaii and have a pretty comparative, you know, vacation experiences to before oh, yeah. COVID. Um, you know, the beaches are all open, the hikes are all open, the national parks are open. Um, so, you know, uh, restriction wise, I mean, I feel like it's, you'll, you'll still have a great vacation if you travel here. Um, you know, some things might be a little bit harder to book, like, uh, hotels, you know, they're, they're operating at half capacity, but a lot of them don't even have a lot of visitors to begin with. So, right. you know, it's, uh, kind of a give and take i mean i'm not too sure again we don't really have too much too many feet on the ground on the outer island so it's kind of hard for me to get a gauge of like well is everything open in Kwai um or maui you know that's kind of tough for us to make a call on um but i can tell from experience like oahu is pretty open um and a lot of people are getting vaccinated and our our case numbers are seeing a downward trend so i think we're kind of on the on the journey back um yeah so i hope that answers that question um, now we're going to start getting into a little bit more uh, specific questions from individual users uh, via Facebook, Instagram, as well as email um, that I've just kind of gathered. Pengal85 on Instagram um, was wondering, I'm, you know, I'm hoping, this is a question verbatim, I'm hoping to travel within the next year to Hawaii. I know uh, many tourists have to pay more for things since we're not native to the islands. Where are some good restaurants and shops that won't be too spendy? Um, and I think this question maybe got, I don't know, a little bit lost in translation, but, um, you know, I think there's kind of that idea that like visitors spend more here, but I think that's specifically because they're kind of staying in more visitor friendly areas like Waikiki and kind of resort towns where things just cost right. a little bit more money. Right. Um, so my answer to your question of, you know, where are some good restaurants and shops would be, uh, you know, if you're staying on Oahu, get out of Waikiki. Um, you know, there's a lot of pretty affordable places to, to shop and buy here and eat, um, you know, even on the North shore, although that's actually probably a little bit pricier over there as well. I would kind of go like towards, you know, Makiki or just kind of middle of the Island. Um, Pearl city's got some good places. Um, downtown. Just go downtown. I don't know. I thought, I think downtown's expensive. Really? 
a little bit. It's from someone who maybe it's just because I like ate lunch there a lot, but like. Uh, I mean, I, t- this is what I think. I think you know because downtown has to feed the you know the working people that. I, I think their prices are pretty fair. If yeah. you go to the malls, I feel like mall prices are great, and there's a lot of great restaurants. Alamoana Center has, um, um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty fair priced um, prices over there. Or Pearl Ridge, if you want to go to to other malls, mm-hmm. Kamakana Ali'i on the west side um, is pretty, you know, well priced. The best thing to do is just drive around, and if you find some like hole in the wall place, you know, maybe if you want to cross reference it with Yelp or something, and make sure you know. People didn't die eating there. Um, check it out. And yeah. that's the best part about traveling to me is you get recommendations from friends, obviously. But then some part, I mean, the best part is just kind of walking around a neighborhood and just popping into a restaurant or a cafe or a coffee shop and having no real expectations. I mean, that's what I would say to do. Like neighborhoods like Kailua mm-hmm. or Kaimoki or places where you can just kind of walk around. I mean, we did that in Wailuku on Maui. We just like walked yeah. around. That's, <laughs> like, how, that's how we'll scout yeah. out town sometimes for stories and stuff exactly i also recommend just talking to people like uh you know people you know if you go to a shop and you like you like the staff just ask them like oh where are some good you know affordable places to shop i think maybe visitors oftentimes will think like ah you know everything's expensive in hawaii but i think that might be because you're spending a lot of time in kind of expensive places Um, and waikiki is expensive um you know it's why like a lot of you know local people don't go to Waikiki as often is because it's kind of expensive to shop and eat there. So yeah, I would just say, you know, get out, stretch your legs a little bit. Um, there, there are definitely good affordable options out there. Great. Next question is from Genpa888 uh, on Instagram. I'm excited to mispronounce these names. Genpa888 uh, is wondering, is the month of April a better time to travel to Hawaii than February? Um, and I think this is kind of a, this, this question can be kind of taken out into more broader terms of, you know, what, what is the, what are the best times to travel to Hawaii, which I think is a very, uh, personal choice. Um, I think, you know, depending on what you want to see, if there are specific festivals or, um, you know, if you want to see big waves on the North shore, then I would, I would say go in November or December or. If you want to, you know, kind of get that very summery experience, go in June or July. Um, I think we get this question every once in a while, like, is this month better than this month? Um, and I think that's like a really personal uh, decision. It is. and But, you know, there are some considerations like summer and winter is always going to be a little more expensive with that's airfare true. and hotels. Um, although sometimes you'll find great deals like in the wintertime. Um, on hotels especially but so there's that I mean it's technically I think April is part of our shoulder season except spring break is pretty popping so um, anytime around those big travel seasons you'll find better deals fewer people usually and in terms of the weather I mean it's it's cooler in April it's not scorching humid hot like it would be in the middle of the summer yeah that being said, it might rain a lot. So it's 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 kind of a gamble. I mean, it's technically our wet season. I don't even know what that means, that it rains. But, I mean, it's February today, and it's, like, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> the skies. I mean, you can't really go wrong, I think, any time of the year. But just note that summer is the busiest. Spring break, we get a lot of the people. We do have action in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, so Especially April, around Thanksgiving is kind of yeah. like a lot of people are coming back to – visit family and stuff so that gets kind of busy also uh our hurricane season is always something to consider um we do 
we've had some close passes, you know, and when the hurricanes do those close passes, we get really bad weather that might not be super fun. So you don't want to get rained out for, you know, a week, but, um, yeah, I think it kind of is up to the, you know, up to the individual. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, though. Like, what's your price range? Um, yeah, thinking about our slump months compared to our, our peak peak travel mm-hmm. months is always yeah. something to think about. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. I'm going to say that after every single uh, question. Hopefully that answers your question. I got to be more <laughs> confident. That answered your question. Next. Um, Very good. Move it on. This one, I... I, I wafered between putting this one on the list, but I thought I thought we would answer it. Uh, Joe Bloom on Facebook asked, how do locals feel about mainland visitors? Um, which is an interesting question. That's a pretty complex one. Um, I think you'll have I think you'll have yeah. a lot of different opinions. Um, you know, they are necessary for us for our travel industry. Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of people really appreciate them in that regard as like, you know, without them, I mean I wouldn't have a job. A lot of people wouldn't have jobs, you know. A lot of people who work in Waikiki wouldn't have jobs. Right. Um, but it's it's a complex because also it's, you know, a lot of people coming to your home. Um, and, you know, being on the same roads as you, being on the same beach as you, um, that definitely frustrates some people, I think. But uh, Oh, definitely. I mean, I think if you ask anybody who lives anywhere where there's any kind of tourism industry, and that, that includes the mainland. I mean, if you live in Savannah, Georgia, yeah. if you live in... LA or wherever where you get an influx of visitors all the time to your to your home um it can be a little frustrating especially if you want to do things like go to Hanama Bay I mean we live here and we don't go there because we don't have time to stand in line um you know to to with all these visitors who want to see it and we get it visitors have time visitors are very determined to see these places and they spend a lot of money to go see these places um and it's for Um, for a lot of people it's probably the trip of a lifetime you know uh, and you know i never i've i personally never had a problem with it i mean i spent a lot of time in waikiki i love waikiki um i surf with a lot of people who don't know how to surf um, (laughs) because i surf in waikiki so i don't have much of a problem with it i think where there is um there are issues when any visitor sort of comes here, it doesn't mean if it's from the mainland or not, it could be from anywhere, and is disrespectful. And I think um, that's true any, anywhere. I mean, that that's true with even locals. But when you come and, and are very disrespectful, you're rude to people, you don't understand our customs, or, you're, or you disregard it, um, you know, you, it just, I think that's, that's when it starts, you create conflict between the people who live here. But if you're gracious and you're curious and you're interested and um, and you're nice to everyone and you're genuine, I mean, I don't see that people would have a problem. Actually, people in Hawaii are very nice um, to everyone. Yeah, and um, you walk anywhere and you say hi and, and, and chat people up. People here are very friendly. And I think it does turn when we have a bad experience with a visitor for whatever reason. Sorry, Kat. Um, so that um, means... Can you hear no. me? You can hear me. Okay. Sorry. I just got an alarming you. message on my computer saying that my default microphone had changed. So I was freaking out there for a little bit. Um, I don't know. It said like my AirPods connected or something. Who knows? Oh. It's okay. No. Sorry. You're, you're making a really good point too. So I just, I wanted no. to make sure it was caught. Okay. No, anyway, we're good. Yeah. Be genuine. And you know, it's okay to like, I don't know, make mistakes. Like, when I travel, or when I traveled to Japan, and I wasn't, you know, super aware of all the customs and traditions, like I didn't know that you shouldn't wear a backpack on the train. You should put it above the uh, the over the overhead compartment because you're taking up extra space. Like I didn't know that was like a rude thing to do. 
you know, sometimes that just happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, the visitors are kind of like a big lifeblood of, you know, Hawaii's economy. And for that, a lot of people appreciate visitors. And I don't know, I've met a lot of nice, nice people, too. I think, you know, I think there's definitely like a thing on like Hawaii locals will sometimes just be salty at all visitors. And I don't think that's a very great attitude either. Like, I don't know, yeah. a lot of these people and look, this is coming from me, the guy who lives or who lived for a long time on the North Shore past Lonnie's. So every weekend, if I wanted to drive in and out of Haleiwa, it would take me an hour because there's a lot of people who want to see the turtles at Lani Akea Beach. Right. And that's coming from me. But if you if you live here and you've lived here your whole life, like, I don't know, these people, they're super excited to be here, you know, and you just everyone has to have an open mind when it kind of com comes to the situation. Okay. Um, okay, great. I hope that that did answer your question. Stop. That definitely answered. You know who's definitely going to answer this question from Daphne Rice on Facebook is Kat. Uh, Daphne oh, Rice on me. Facebook wants to know, is there a city bus to Makapu'u Lighthouse Park from Waikiki? Is there a city there, bus, Kat? There sure is. <laughs> um, I only know this because I catch the bus. And when I was young, I used to catch the bus, this specific bus. So on Oahu, it's bus number 22, and it's conveniently called the beach bus, so you can't really miss it. But it does go from Waikiki, and it goes along the southeastern coastline. So it does stop at Diamond Head. It stops at Kalamal. It stops in Ainahaina, all the way to Hawaii. It does go to Hanama Bay, Sandy Beach, and then it stops at Sea Life Park, which is directly across from Makapu'u. So oh, wow. you can get off there and walk to the lookout or walk to the beach. But yeah, that would be your best, that's your best bet. Plus it's so easy, it's a, it's a beach bus. Yeah, it's funny, growing up on the North Shore, there was only like two buses. There was the 52 and the 55. 55, yeah. And that was yeah, it. Yep. That's all you had, because we had one road, you know? So it's like, you want to go anywhere, you catch the 52. And if you miss the 52, yeah. you're gonna have to wait an hour and a half for the next 52. Cause it's one bus. Oh, the good old days. Um, five years ago for you, Kevin. It's not even that long ago. It's probably it's probably ten years ago when I was catching the bus. Cause I started driving at sixteen, and I'm twenty five now. <gasps> You're gonna be twenty six this year. I'm gonna be twenty six very soon. Getting off my oh. parents' healthcare. Oh, speaking of which, right. I have to get onto the company's healthcare now. <laughs> It's really good healthcare, actually. Yeah, it actually is. Um, if anyone wants to ask about our healthcare, send them that email. Um, let's see. Oh, this one. Okay. This one is a call out to the community because maybe you can help me on this because I have no idea. Um, Marty sent this question via email kind of a while ago, and I haven't responded because I'm too ashamed that I don't know the answer. No. We haven't responded because I have been actively trying to research this and I haven't come up with the answer. He wants to Jeez. know, how did ESO peanuts, the red ESO peanuts, how did they get their name? I have no idea. I've done so many Google searches and like, I thought maybe ESO is like a place in Japan or something, like a prefecture where the nuts come yeah. from or... Yeah, no. I have no idea. And you've been calling people, you have contacts. I've called, I've called people, I posted on my Facebook. I mean, I got a lot of like creative answers for what ESO peanut, what ISO might stand for or whatever. Um, I think the one, the one tip that I was sort of researching was that it came, that ISO or ESO stood for a company in Japan that created the original ESO peanuts, but oh. I couldn't even verify that. I have it's no idea. It's not a Japanese word. It's not a Hawaiian word. 
I don't know. If you, if any of you know or have your own theories, please put them in the comments. Email them to me. I would love to read those. Maybe I'll read them on the next podcast. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, you can email me at kevina at hawaiimagazine.com or just drop them in the Facebook comments or wherever you see this. Okay, moving on. That did not answer your question. I can confidently say that. I'm sorry, Marty. We'll have an answer to you at some point. Um, Jenna, via email, um, this one uh, you looked up a little bit before this podcast. She is planning a vacation to Maui in April 2021. Are there any hotels or resorts on Maui that allow vaping on the balconies or have designated smoking areas? Also, is vaping allowed on the beach? So vaping is part of Hawaii's smoking policies that includes ESDs or electronic smoking devices. And that means you cannot uh, smoke or vape on public beaches or in public parks, unfortunately. Um, so that's the answer to that. The, the answer to your question about Maui hotels, it's very specific to hotels. Um, in general, the state law says that smoking, whether it's a you know cigarette or cigar or ESD, it's prohibited in all enclosed or partially enclosed areas. And that, that includes places like lobbies or meeting rooms or banquet facilities. I'm, I'm assuming wherever you're having the wedding or wherever the wedding is being held. Um, being held and hotels may not designate more than 20% of their rooms for smoking for guests. So just so you know, and each hotel can establish their own um, guidelines when it comes to um, smoking. For example, the Marriott has a smoke-free policy, smoke-free hotel policy, whereby all of its um, lodgings in, in, the, in the United States and in Canada are smoke-free, and that took effect last year, uh, a while ago, actually. Mm -hmm. But you can't. there are designated areas at the Marriott where you can smoke. It's just in the rooms you can't smoke. So you got to check with each hotel. I mean, there's not, I mean, there are no hotels advertising, hey, we're the smokers hotel. <laughs> um, you're going to have to average. But I mean, all the places that I've been to, I've been asked, right? I mean, you want a smoking room or a non-smoking room, or yeah. I think even floors. I think some places have smoking floors and non-smoking floors. Um, so anyway, find out. But I, but at the hotel, you may not be able to smoke by the pool or, yeah. it might, you know, of course, at restaurants, you can't smoke or vape. So you're going to have to find out from whatever hotel you're thinking about mm -hmm. booking. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jenna. That's your. That's the answer to your question. That is the answer to your question. Uh, Terry sent this in via email, um, and he also sent a picture, which I'll put in the show notes if you are curious to see what he's talking about. Um, he said, when we were in Alamona Park a few years ago, we came across a large group practicing a form of dance with drums and chants. I'm attaching a picture of the group. Everyone, you can see that in the show notes, uh, and I might put it up on the podcast as well if it's showing right now i'm gonna sound real dumb um can you tell me what this form of dance is called uh and from what i can surmise uh with the pictures and the the uh outfits and the instruments uh it's hula that was a, a hula dance or a, probably a hula halal practicing a hula school um and i think that's that's pretty cool and you, you'll definitely see that a lot in um you know waikiki and kind of some public places where there's a lot of you know, room, um, a lot, some halals will, will practice in public places. Uh, we actually even have an article on the website, which I'll put in the show notes of what happens if you come upon a hula ceremony that was written yeah. by Matthew Deneef some time ago, um, on Hawaii Island. Um, I think that was written by Matthew, wasn't it? Was it I not? think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So you can check it out. Um, you know, there's kind of a lot of traditions and customs and culture that are associated with hula. Um, so, you know, if you see like a a group like this, um, you know, there's 
some um, uh, religious and cultural aspects you need to take into account when interacting with them. Um, protocol. There's protocol. protocol. There's protocol, yeah. So, yeah. Um, thanks for the question, Terry. This is actually our last question, um, which I even answered on an Ask Quay not too long ago. Um, but I, I thought it was a pretty good question. So I thought I would just uh, share it here. This is Pam, also on email. And she says that they will be moving, uh, we will be moving to your gorgeous islands in a couple of years, and we wanted to know if we should learn the Hawaiian language. I know everyone is very nice, and we just want to be able to respect all of the customs and treat everyone with respect. Please let me know what would be the best thing to do so we can call it our home state also. Um, did you take a screenshot? I did. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. It's okay. I wasn't prepared for that, though. Uh, shoot. What am I talking about? Pam, thank you for the question. It's okay. Um, it's a good question, too. Uh, I feel like... It, should we learn the Hawaiian language? That's the question. And what can we do so that we can, you know, transition to Hawaii in a, in a way that's respectful of... I don't know Hawaiian. You... My answer, my answer to this question is you probably don't need to learn the Hawaiian language um, to live here or to like move here and, you know, treat people respectfully. I'm going to say a lot of people who live in Hawaii don't know the Hawaiian language. Most people, um, you know, there's not a lot of Hawaiian speakers out there. Um, but, uh, you know, there, we definitely use Hawaiian words in our dialect um, and in our culture, um, like kapu and um, there is like very a select handful of words, but I, I personally I would uh, say to learn or equate yourself with pidgin um, more so than the Hawaiian language um, because pidgin does get used a lot here. I say that if you want to learn Hawaiian because you're curious about it or you just I mean you're here so you want to learn about it, that's totally fine. I have been I have sat in um, Hawaiian history, culture, and language classes over the years where there are a fair number of, um, of folks who've moved here who are immersing their, themselves in the culture, they take hula classes or whatever, that's totally fine. I think, you know, if the question is about cultural appropriation, that's a little trickier. It's like, how far do you go in, in using uh, someone else's language or culture um, or adopting it to be part of your own? And that's, that comes up all the time, like in Japan, when you have people that move there and start speaking Japanese or wearing kimono or Japanese garb, you know, where is that line between respecting it, adopting it, and then just straight up like cult cultural appropriation of it? So that's a larger philosophical question. But I think if your intent is to just learn and understand and be respectful, um, people are going to will welcome you to their classes with open arms. I mean, absolutely, it, it's, it's your intent, you know, and I think if you want to learn it, that's fine. There's an app that you can start. I forget the name of the app now. Is it? Oh, is it the one? It's a very popular one, isn't it? The language. Yes. And I can't think of it. Anyway, there's we an wrote app a story can, on it. Like, I'll put it in the, in the show notes um, where you can just kind of uh, get familiarized with Hawaiian words. I think Hawaiian pronunciation is important. That is true. Learn, yeah. Because um, all of our street names are in, in Hawaiian. You know, Hawaiian is the official language in Hawaii uh, alongside English. And so it is a, it is a respected language. And it's, um, you know, there are people, there are Hawaiian immersion school, Hawaiian language immersion schools. So it is 
there are people who speak Hawaiian, um, but the vast majority of us don't. We all speak English um, and we know key Hawaiian words. So yeah, I would get familiarized with the Hawaiian language. I think that's fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if it's something that interests you, I think Hawaiian is a very um, interesting language. Um, but you don't need it to live here, nah, I guess is the point. I yeah. wouldn't. You, you made a good point, though, about Hawaiian uh, pronunciation. I think understanding the diacriticals like an okina and a kahako. Um, well, if anything, it'll just save you getting some weird looks, you know, when you pronounce, like, names and stuff. Um, like, like, like highway. Like, like, like highway. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think having to learn the whole language of Hawaiian. I mean, that's, that's like a lifelong endeavor. Um, the Hawaiian language is incredibly complex from even my small looking into it for work and stuff, you know. Certain words have a bunch of different meanings just based on the context that they're being used. So, um, yeah, I think pigeon, too, is really good to know. People speak pigeon here a lot. Um, and pigeon is not necessarily the Hawaiian language, but just an accumulation of different languages and phrases um, used by some of the, you know, early culture or the early plantation workers who moved here and just needed to communicate with each other. Um, mm -hmm. So that does get used a lot. And we have a we have a Hawaiian pigeon phrases article um, on our website as well. Which and I will. video. And a video. Oh, man. I'll put those both in the show note. Um, and I hope that helps. And that's all of our questions. Um, I hope this was a very informative podcast for everybody. And I hope if you <laughs> if you had, if, I hope that these answered your questions. Um, you, you, can, you know how many times you said that? You said the same thing over and over again. Just be like, thank you for submitting your questions. Please submit more. <laughs> we do this every Friday on Instagram. We'll have more podcasts where we answer We do questions. do this every Friday on Instagram. Um, please tune into our Ask Hawaii uh, program as well. Uh, and I hope they answer your questions, honestly. Oh, yeah. my God. Stop um, saying that. It's so annoying. <laughs> well, I think that's the end of this podcast. But I just want to give another big push to listeners and stuff to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, uh, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever, wherever you can. Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe to us. That kind of helps us determine how many people are, are listening. Um, so if you could do that, that'd be great. You can find all of our content at hoimagazine.com for our, our, our digital, uh, which Kat said we are putting a lot of work into. Um, let's see. You can see all of our social medias at Hawaii Magazine. Um, our Instagram is always a great place to go if you want just beautiful pictures of Hawaii, um, Hawaii products. We have Shopify. Uh, 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 um, is there anything that's coming up, Kat, that we need to... Well, if you're if you're listening to us and you want to see us, you can also go to our YouTube channel at that's Hawaii true. Magazine. And uh, Kevin has to start uploading more of our live videos. But there, anyway, be a Kevin lot. will be doing that. <laughs> so be a lot you can coming see up. us deliver the podcast. Absolutely. Also. Great. Um, shoot. Do we have anything? We don't have anything to announce, do we, for the website or upcoming stuff next two weeks? Uh, I don't think no. so. Okay. All right. Well, then that's it for then. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we're good. All right. Unless you know something I don't know. Nope. If, if I don't, then or if you don't, then I don't. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and have a good afternoon and aloha.